Greetings from Fort Worth Camera. It's Fort Worth Camera Radio. I think we're still polling on if that's a good name or not for our podcast. But I'm Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, with me, as always, is Greg Woods, our engineer. And we are continuing our series of discussions with our new ambassadors for 2018 and 2019. We are augmenting our program from nine ambassadors to a full 20. And I'll say this. The ambassador program at Fort Worth Camera is gaining notice from, <clears throat> well, a lot of places, but most importantly, camera stores nationwide. Very proud of the fact that we are um, partnering with friends. And I'll just leave it on the table like that. Partnering with friends to uh, foster goodwill and promote goodwill of photography around. And I say around because it's, it's more than just Fort Worth now. So it, it's something we at Fort Worth Camera are very proud of, and we're very proud to announce that uh, Constance Yegi is in the studio with us today. How are you? I'm great. Thank what do you, you think of the studio? It's pretty opulent, isn't I, it? I think it's great. Yeah, like you the know, soundproofing and the fantastic. Um, yeah, really this, professional. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's really professional. <laughs> no, seriously, it is great. Yeah, we were really. recording to cassette, <laughs> and uh, now Constance has a. <clears throat> has actually been in our kind of Fort Worth camera family of uh, friends and family and just as a customer for a while now. I've seen you here since, you know, our old place, picking up uh, rentals and then finally establishing yourself as a, a uh, an enthusiast of pro photo lighting. Exactly. I is, finally made the jump. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. And I just want to say that uh, as I begin my my onslaught of compliments of your photography because it's exactly, I mean, I, I, I love what you shoot for a lot of reasons. First off, I wish I could shoot pictures like that. A lot, I know a lot of other people do too. Just by looking at your, um, your Instagram page, which, bear with me, underscore C-O-N-S-T-A-N-C-E underscore J. Right. I, you know, I, I kind of came up with that... Um, what do you call that? Like a uh, I don't know Instagram, Instagram name handle. Yeah. Before before I really threw myself into <laughs> photography very seriously, and then I'm not sure that I can really change that. So you can change it, but you don't can? now. Okay, well, don't now. You got <laughs> maybe it's just part of my identity. At you this have 2,800 followers. Why change it? <laughs> it works. But you can just probably uh, search Constance Yegi, and that is J A E G G I. What an unusual last name for someone living in Weatherford, Texas, yes. or about n near Weatherford. I guess so. It's a it's a Swiss name. Is it now? Yes, and that's where I'm from originally. So. Nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> where in Switzerland? You're Swiss. Yes, Swiss uh, from Geneva, so from the French part. You don't sound it. I know. You sound I, like South I sound, Weatherford. I sound like a, a mix of Cajun and some, you know, maybe some British in there somewhere. Mm, but, uh, <laughs> British Cajun food. <laughs> All right. So it's inevitable. We got to talk about that. So <laughs> where, or not where, when did you come over to the United States? Um, I made the move um, nine years ago at this point. I came over for college. Um, Which college would that be? TCU. Okay. I went to TCU and did a bachelor's degree in marketing. Um, and really my main reason for coming over was the cutting horse industry. And I wanted to be 
you know, my dream was to be the best cutting horse competitor. And so I kind of coming to college was a good way to to go, you know, follow that dream. It's a natural discussion we get into during these podcasts where someone gets into some industry and then photography kind of you know, pops out the side of that that lifestyle. Let's talk more about this cutting horse, uh, your, your career in cutting horses. Sure. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> what do you want to know? Well, are you any good? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really, I started riding when I was about 14 and um, met a horse trainer that came over to, to Europe to give a clinic. And we kind of connected, I guess. And I came over to Texas to spend a summer with him. I think at the time I was 16 or 17. And um, a couple people that I competed with told me about Texas Christian University and that that would be a great you know, school to apply to if I really wanted to continue cutting and, and do more of it. Because mm. at that point in Europe, we didn't have very many competitions. You know, I was maybe going to four or five competitions a year. Whereas in Texas and the United States in general, I mean, there's a, there's a competition to go to every single day of the year. So it's, it's just a lot more widespread and there's more money to win and there's, you know, better trainers, better horses, so on. So, so from what I understand, Parker County, in particular the, the greater Weatherford area of Texas, is the cutting horse capital of the world. That is exactly the okay. title that you know, claims wow. to fame. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, not many McDonald's have a, a Ronald McDonald on a, on a, on a horse. I know. Pretty special. That is pretty, yeah. yes. <laughs> Very special. So, I mean, how big is it in Europe, in, namely it's, Switzerland? You know, I think it's growing. Um, but I definitely think if you want to be competitive at a high level, Texas... Um, and a few other places in the States, but Texas really is a great place to be just because you have such a, such good access to, to competitions. Well, how did you get into it though over there? Well, it, I, it was pretty random. I, I always, I fell in love with horses when I was very young and I always wanted to ride. And, um, and my dad found a place that bred quarter horses um, 15 minutes from where we lived and they happened to know about cutting. So he got me started with them and it just, you know, it just so happened that they knew about cutting and they kind of brought us into the sport, but it was pretty random. It's pretty, you know, it's chance. I feel like it's meant to be so. Okay. So how do we steer this conversation into photography? Well, you know, I, this is kind of the way I put it. I, I've always had an interest in, in photography. Um, and in art in general, I just never thought it was something that I could pursue seriously as a career. And um, the horses brought me to Texas. I studied, I finished my studies, and I um, decided to set myself the goal of uh, winning the Cutting Horse World Championship. And after doing that, things kind of developed in a different direction, and photography all of a sudden became a feasible option, something that I could do with my current career, which I'm managing my family's horse ranch in Weatherford. Um, so I didn't really go the, the regular job route like most people do after college. I went into the horses and the ranching, and, and I had an opportunity to expand my knowledge about photography and kind of be able to do that together with the horses. And so that's kind of how I 
got into it. I don't know if that was a very good <laughs> no, explanation. It, it's actually a great explanation. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's good or good or bad thing since our, our podcasts are sometimes limited to 20 minutes because now I have even more questions. <laughs> but your description on Instagram lists you self-proclaimed rancher and photographer equine or equine fine art portraiture and for me looking at your images and i hope everybody that's listening is going to be doing that too and then following her on instagram at underscore constance <laughs> underscore j um equine or how do you pronounce it equine or equine um equine i think or i, I mean i think both are fine yeah or i'm horse, gonna go with equine because for me it sounds sounds somehow more sophisticated i don't know <laughs> Equine, um, your fine art portraiture for horses is words that come to my mind are mysterious because a lot of your backgrounds are black and they're not being shot outdoors typically, although you have plenty of images that are shot, that are shot outdoors and I'm looking at things like ranching activities and, and then you have dog images and then you have images of beautiful people <laughs> in, in various degrees of dress and, and undress. But my point I'm trying to make is that they all have a very similar style. They are figure photography and it just happens to be that they're not only people, they're, they're horses as well. Mm -hmm. they're, they're sculpted images. And I guess I'm trying to explain into words what I'm seeing out of your photography, but the way you conduct your your lighting technique shows off ripples of muscles and just action and, and they're very dramatic images mm -hmm. are you is that what you're going for that, that's definitely what I'm going for I think um I I guess I can mention this now but after after college I went and did a photography program at the New York Film Academy in New York City cool and um because I really wanted to my mom had bought me a camera for graduation and I'd kind of messed around with it a little bit. And, um, but I really wanted to know more about it and I wanted to get a good base. Um, and New York, there's a lot of street photography, obviously. And I wasn't too attracted to that, but we did learn the basics for studio photography. And that was some, I was really drawn to that. And I just thought, you know, if I can combine a dramatic studio setting with these animals that I think are so powerful and have so much um, to bring, you know, I could create a great result. So that's kind of how it all came together. I gotcha. Um, but yes, I think part of what attracts me to them is to horses is their power and the freedom that is associated with them in a way. And yeah, they're all, they're mysterious creatures. And, um, and I think in a studio setting, when you're taking them out of their natural element, which is outdoors in a pasture or whatever, and you're taking them into the studio and you're kind of stripping them down to the basics. Um, and then I use the light to sculpt the scene and I can really show off the characteristics that I want to show off. And I think they're, the images of the horses are equally as fascinating as the images of people. Um, and I'm trying to find a way to, to describe that better 
Because you're, you're, I mean, at the end of the day, your images kind of defy description. I hope you take that as a compliment. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Because they're different. <laughs> they're, they're really impressive and uh, impressive. There you go. They're impressive. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Um, I'm not necessarily into, I grew up with horses, you but okay. uh, I'm not necessarily into f horse photography. Mm -hmm. It's not my thing. But I look at these, and th even though they're, they're standing still in some cases, they look like they're moving. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's what's so cool about studio lighting. You can do so much with it, yeah. and you can do so much to actually sculpt your light and then therefore sculpt your subject matter mm -hmm. and come across with a, a way to describe your your vision mm -hmm. to people that are just looking at your images. Yeah. You know, I, 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 um, I really enjoy it. You mentioned figure photography and I think w what I like about it is the drama. So I, I love the low key, you know, the black background and the, the high contrast lighting. Um, and, and I love the slightly abstract aspect of things. And, and I think I try to infuse my, my horse portraits with a little bit of abstract. Um, sure. So, I mean, I've seen I've seen plenty of great horse photography, um, but what I would like to achieve, or what I seek to achieve, is I want people to look at one of my photographs and not immediately recognize that it's a horse. Maybe I mean, you know, there, yes. I, I want there to be more to it than just a horse and. And I think in that aspect, you you also come away from it with a little more than just. I'm highlighting those characteristics that I want people to come away from it with. How often do you get to travel? You know, um, it right now quite a bit. I'm working on a on a. I'm a still photographer on a documentary project. Mm. Um, so I got to go to Colorado a couple weeks ago and they're sending me to Alabama next week. Um, and then I got to go to Guthrie, Texas last month to the legendary four sixes ranch. So it's been a really fun, well, fun project that. to work on. What is uh, legendary about the four sixes ranch? Well, you know, I think it was established in, I'm not going to give the date because I don't want to mess it up. A long but, time ago. But it, yes. And it's one of the, the, I mean, historically, it's very significant in the ranching world. Um, and it's one of the few ranches that's, that's stayed alive all this time. And they've kind of adapted to, you know, the changing times. And, um, but they still run a lot of cattle, and they still have a lot of acreage. I'm not sure. I think it might be something like 820 acres or something. I mean... 820,000 yeah, acres, 820,000 <laughs> acres. Um, but when I was shooting, they were gathering cattle in a 50,000 acre pasture. And that's just, especially for a European, I think that is just so impressive. So we just don't have that same notion of wide open spaces, um, you know, as you do in Texas. That's so unique to Texas and to the so, West. So speaking of Texas, let's get a little political, shall we? <laughs> okay. Here we go. No, no, it's, 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 it's simple. <laughs> so I've traveled through Europe many times. Mm -hmm. No, I have a pretty good knowledge of how to get around and certain aspects of cultures here and there. What is your view of where you are 
from in Europe versus not just the United States, but Texas, United States, because a lot of people think that Texas is may as well be a different com- country anyway. It, it does feel like a different country in many ways. Yeah. You know, um, my circumstances are maybe a little different. The fact that I came over here really for, I mean, my purpose was to ride cutting horses and to compete and to get better. And that's, I mean, the horses are what brought me here. And I, I think if I didn't have the horses, I probably would have a different perspective on Texas. Okay. I mean, there's a lot more to Texas than, than horses, but it, I just, I, I feel like I fit into the lifestyle and, and this is what, this is what I'm meant to do. So for me, there's a lot of things that I miss about Europe and, um, you know, I miss the food and I miss the people and there's some cultural things that I miss, but Texas has everything that I'm born to do, I guess. If That's you want to perfect. romanticize it. <laughs> a lot of cool things in Texas, namely the music. Yes. Great what, music. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love country music. Um, you know, this is kind of funny, I guess growing up in Switzerland and I started riding horses and, but I was going to school in a very kind of suburban area. Um, a lot of my classmates were into like house music and techno and, and it's, it's so funny. I was living this double life where I was going to school, but at the same time I was riding horses after school and I had this dream, this American dream of like moving to I thought, you were, I thought you were States. going to like superhero mode or something. No, no. no. Um, but, you know. Super Swift. <laughs> I had this, this dream of, of living in the States and having horses and living on some ranch and whatever. Hey. And so country music just kind of fit into that dream. And I remember... Um, being on the bus, going to school with my friends, and everyone would have their little iPods and their little earbuds in, and they would check out what the other person was listening to. And someone picked up my earbuds, and they're like, what is this stuff? And I had country music on it. I think I had, you know, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember some of the titles, but George Strait was definitely one of them. Um, So it's just funny. I kind of, I got into it because it was Western, and then I just, I fell in love with everything Western, so it just fit in. Um, you oftentimes come in here with some very cool boots and I've even seen spurs (laughs) on those boots at a a time or two. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always in my riding gear. I'm always on, I live in Fort Worth, but the ranch is in Weatherford and so I commute to Weatherford every day. So, um, I'm always wearing boots and spurs or, or my running outfit, (laughs) I guess. Well, I'm glad you like country music, and in particular Texas music, because i got a final question for you. You ready? I'm ready. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? <laughs> All the time. Fort Worth is always on my mind. Okay. It's, uh, you know, it, it embodies everything Western, and again, that's kind of what I feel like I was born to do. So, I love Fort Worth. Welcome to the Fort Worth Camera Ambassador family. Thank you so much. And thanks Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. This podcast has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera with locations in Fort Worth, Texas and Grapevine, Texas. The engineer is Greg Woods. I'm your host, Mackenzie Hughes. Please visit us at fortworthcamera.com or fortworthphotofest.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram.